Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All I ever wanted was a little love. I want true romance. It's true. Hello, and welcome to True Romance. This is Carolina Barlow. This is Devin Leary. Listen, you guys ever think you have a friend? You really, you really believe you have, you have a friend in someone as Randy, as good old Randy Newman would say, Go on. you got a, you got a friend in me. I thought I had a friend in our, our <laughs> trust, our trusty Carol over here. And then what, what happened was I was actually opening up, you know, what? and that's famously one of the hardest things to do as a person is to open up and be vulnerable. It's. It's actually rare that someone's able to do that, you know, and I'm on here. I'm on my true, Zoom square. True. But yeah. by the way, hard, even harder on Zoom. Long distance. Yeah. Hello. Digital feels like what are we? Are we humans or are we dancers, as the killers would say? Um, and so I, I decide to open up. And as <laughs> literally as soon the, the opening up involves me reading a text out loud. And as soon as I start reading it, I hear <laughs> A song. What what was clearly the audio of a TikTok. It's like a song that goes, I got my head on my shoulder. And I'm like, what? And I look at Carolina and she's fucking smiling serenely, looking down. As the second the second I begin reading the text, she's smiling serenely down. And it's like, I got my head on my shoulder. And I'm like, um, hello. And she goes, It's a video of a dog. As if I would be like, oh, in that case. Okay. Please feel free. Please feel free to completely detach from our communication as my friend to completely stop listening. Ears off. I, I guess ears on, but only for dog videos. And you know what? I, I actually made a decision. You know how they say like avoidance as an attachment style comes from like a core wound. That was my core wound. I, I made a decision when that happened. Like, I don't know if I'll ever open up to someone again. Okay. That may be overkill, but what I'll say, my side of the story is, you know, when your friend is looking through their phone for something to show you and you think now it's time to look at our phone. 
okay, no, 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 no. I was not like, oh, I have a picture of like a dress I tried on. Let me show. I was like, oh my God, can I redo this text? Like the, I actually said the words that were said were when I got this text, I was floored. Like I was That's absolutely true. floored. You did say that. Because it revealed something about like my past trauma. And and so I said, can I read it to you? And Kira says, yes, look down. I got my head on my shoulders. <laughs> By the way, what's the dog doing? The dog doesn't have his head on his shoulders. He doesn't even know what's up from down. He's just a rescue dog looking for a home. But you're right. I should pay more attention to the human inside her home. <laughs> Thank you. You guys, I just came back from Vermont. I came back today. I did pay hundreds of dollars for my seat to get moved up to business class in JetBlue. And I did not know that I would be sitting in front of the toilet. So I heard every single passenger on this plane flush. And That's it was disgusting. disgusting. And then there was this really fancy woman next to me. She was wearing like Celine track pants and she had an accent and she had like a go yard bag. And she was just like one of those girls who was kind of rude because that's just how she lived. And she called the flight attendant over. This is a tangent to my eventual story. She called the flight attendant over with the little button and the flight attendant very sweetly is like, hi, what can I do for you? And she's like, yeah, um, it smells like shit over here. Um, <laughs> she's like, we're sitting right by the toilet. This is disgusting. Um, I'm not going to pay. I'd rather not pay to fly first if I'm going to be sitting next to a toilet, which I kind of agreed with. But I just like I hate when people treat like a like serve- it's their problem. I'm like, who do you think she is? The representative for JetBlue? The woman literally said, I will never fly JetBlue again if this is the only seat available. It's like, okay, do you think she's going <laughs> to run an ultimatum? CFO that? Do you think they're going to redesign the plane for you, sweetheart? No. I was like, this is our failure. Anyway, that's me bitching about the woman next to me um, in front of the toilet. I will say that does remind me of one time I went to the Grove with a friend <laughs> for dinner and like it just obviously smelled like shit like at where we were sitting outside but like for some reason i was like oh the polite thing is to like not bring it up and then like the my friends telling a story we've been sitting there for like 15 minutes and finally i go does it and he's like smell like shit yeah it smells like shit it's been smelling like shit and i was, was like oh, okay. um no it was my friend david kabuka made up name that's a made up name <laughs> no it's true google him he's real I um, did come back from Vermont, though, and while I was in Vermont, I did what I've always said I was going to do, and I even said I would do on this podcast, then chickened out, but while I was in Vermont, I went on Bumble, and I really went on Bumble, and I had a lot of matches, and I just want to tell the women in New York, the women in Los Angeles, there's another world for us out there. The men in Vermont, the men in these states where the entertainment industry isn't focused, I don't know there's a purity there's a gorgeousness there's an athleticism okay but it's not about the states you can't say it's about the states when you only have raya like and it's I, just that's you true. just okay, have to use true. normal apps you that's just have true. to use normal apps but let me just tell you about the men in vermont they have skills there's chefs yes i did see a guy whose profile was so bad that i couldn't stop reading it because it was just a, like all the greatest hits he was like no, I'm not vaccinated. So liberal swipe left. Yes, I used to be a police officer. I don't know if anyone's going to have a problem with that. I was like, tell me, like, what's next? Where were you on January 6th? And um, no, but there was uh, like 
one of the guys I matched with, literally his interest was building houses. He was like, I love building things. I would love to build houses. Another guy there said, I'm building my dream home on a lake right now. I mean, I was overwhelmed. A really, like, really cute guys who had boats who wanted to be nurses. I, I saw a potential life for myself out there. And then really late at night, I went at 11 p.m. when my grandmother was asleep down the hall. My father's asleep in the other room. I think now is the time to find someone. And I find a 25-year-old Princeton grad who's three miles away from me. And I start talking to him. And you know, when you're in that, it's like that hour where you're like, I'm just going to be really forward. It's like, what do I have to lose? I'm like, yes, someone at 11 p.m. Like, what am I? Gonna I, I almost entered into a marital couple's threesome that way. But go yeah, on. exactly. And so <laughs> I was kind of like, hey, what's up? I'm I, you know, we exchanged a few messages. Oh, because I said, like, I'm robbing the cradle because you're 25. And um, that's an awesome uh, pickup line. Go ahead. <laughs> Is it bad? <laughs> Hey, me talking to you. That's like me trying to fuck a baby. Anyway, (laughs) no, no, I did say that. I realized it sounded weird. Oh, my God. I said, I'm going to need some. uh, I'm going to need to see some ID. Then I said, and then then I um, was worried because he didn't respond that he thought I was like, I was like serious. And then I just wrote, JK. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. You know me. We never met, but you know, I I just like Uh, to josh around. And I was finally just like curt and to the point where I was like, okay, so I'm here. We're in the same very small town in Vermont. Um, I am uh, not here for anything serious. I'm going home in a few days. And then he sort of played like, I don't think men are used to hearing that like from the top from women, unless it's like in their profile. And he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking for something casual too, much more casual than people are usually okay with. And I was like, yeah, no, that's what I just said, asshole. Like, I'm not looking for anything either. And I was like, uh, I don't know. Oh, no. I said, like, yeah, right. You're going to try to propose to me. And he was oh, like, ha, ha, ha. And I said, I can't cook. I can't clean. And if someone hangs out too long, I get annoyed. Like, I am. I mean it. I'm not into you. And so the conversation kind of dwindled from that point on. I can't imagine why. And we did not end up um, kissing or making love, but it did give me insight. It's like a future. Like, this is what I'll say. I know it's not city specific, but there was no guy in like a wide brimmed hat with like crystal jewelry on. And, you know, I had to unmatch. A lot of people said they were apolitical. I had to unmatch them, but I did get a whole new fill of optimism. Okay. Apolitical though. Okay, so you say you want optimism, but then you don't want apolitical. It's like, I guess I'm getting defensive because I think I'm slowly becoming apolitical. <laughs> I'm like, does someone really need to vote? Um, no, obviously I'll vote, but like, it's like I just don't want. I'm almost. I'm. I. This is the thing, but Devin. You're at. You're mentally ill. That's the thing. The thing is, I'm mentally ill, but also like men who think they know too much to me is worse of than course. men who know nothing. Um, than Jon Snow. Well. Uh, <laughs> Men who say they are apolitical, though, imply that they think they do know more. Like, oh, yeah, like that whole system's fucked. I'm against it all. I will say that the one guy I dated who had never voted did tell me that if I got an abortion, he wouldn't be okay with it. And so, (laughs) yeah, but um, that's why there's a 10 year old behind you. (laughs) (laughs) 
And that's how I got my son. And you know what? There's no accidents. You know what? Every life is a miracle because there are no accidents. And I'm, I wouldn't trade him for the world because I would rather have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. Okay. This is the thing. Men go on the apps and they use women's emotional labor. Like it's like a, it's like the apps for straight men are a Facebook marketplace for like women's emotional labor because <laughs> If they don't have a girlfriend, like they're like, oh, someone I can ask the tough questions to. And when I had on my profile that I was looking for something casual, a guy messages me and he's like, I'm actually looking for something casual, too. This is opening line. Can you tell me why it's so controversial for a man to say it, but a woman can say they're looking for And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Are you asking for a favor? You want me to give you the ammo so that you can go into a party and say, like, actually, I, w- I think most women would agree with me when I say that I can fuck <laughs> whoever the fuck I want. OK, let me say something for those of you who didn't ask, including Carolina. I, I caught up on a little show called Southern Charm this oh, weekend. Tell, tell. And first of all, let me say that, Carol, the way that Shep has the the drastic lengths to which Shep has fallen from grace. It's so hard. Are I, I don't regret DMing him, and com- I am upset he hasn't even seen my DM. Okay, you should be upset about that because the preview for next week is basically that like he's in a relationship, but he's like still on the apps and he won't delete them. He's been dating for someone for like four years, and he's like, I don't think I should have to delete the apps. <laughs> like, and he also just looks like shit. I'm like, you are I know, like it's remarkable. Not that this is what's on the table right now, but just side note, you're ugly. You're not even hot. So shut up. But he's so mean to his girlfriend, he makes her cry. But the point that I'm on here to talk about is Paige DeSorbo on Southern Charm, not on Summer House, but Paige DeSorbo on Southern Charm is the best reality show protagonist that we have had since... Bethany? No. Better. Since Lauren Conrad, wow. because every single housewife, they, they have to be a little bit mentally ill. And I want them to be. I don't want them to be perfectly nice. True. Like I, true. I don't I don't want a Lauren Conrad on Real Housewives. I don't want someone who's like reasonable. I want someone who's a little unhinged. And also I root for them. There's a lot of trauma. It's like Paige and Lauren. It's like, you know what? There's not a lot of trauma. There's not PTSD. <laughs> like nice family. Grew up well, but also is a girl's girl to her core. And that's how Lauren was. So on Summer House, Paige fit more into a Lauren role where she was like telling Sierra she's too good for Austin, which couldn't be more obviously true because Austin's a piece of shit. But there is this storyline on on New Southern Charm where basically Naomi is trying to be friends with Paige because obviously when you meet Paige as a woman, like you want to be her friend. She's cool. She's funny. I'll never She's forget got- Paige saying that she was prom queen at a school for a school that she didn't go to. Exactly. And also she's like Rachel from The Bachelorette in this way, where it's like she's like the popular girl, but also was nice to everyone. Nice. Like yeah. not. And that's how Lauren was, too. It's like I don't know about <laughs> nice to everyone. I mean, but yeah, you don't think Paige is nice to everyone? I don't know. She just reminds she reminds me of girls I went to middle school with who were nice to everyone. Well, listen. And uh, you know what? And I'm saying that also, she reminds me of my greatest envy. Like, I would see girls like that, and I was like, I wanted dark hair. I wanted, like, a tiny body. I wanted to be tan. Like, I yeah, was I, so I relate to that. envious. So maybe I'm projecting. But no, I, I totally know what you mean. I feel that way about her look 1,000%, where I'm like, oh, to, to have that. But also, I will say, like, she's a girl's girl. So 
Naomi is doing this thing that I will say, women, this is, this is one of the worst qualities of women as a species. Naomi is doing the thing where she wants to be friends with Paige, but she won't stop still flirting with Craig. Yeah. And then she's like, why does Paige have a problem with me? And it's like, listen, you can't have it both ways. Either flirt with a guy who has a girlfriend or wife, one choice and be hated by women because that's what's going to happen or be a girl's girl, i.e. don't go after people's men. And then you can be friends with all the girls because they'll all respect you, but you can't have both. So Paige coming for Naomi gave me so much like secondhand vindication this week where Naomi, you could see was like, well, okay. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, no, no, no. Like I don't have a, and Paige was like, I don't want to be your friend. Like, why would I be your friend? You're basically flirting with my boyfriend. I don't understand. And also Paige said something which I really related to where she told she was talking to Craig about the fact that like Naomi like keeps like inserting herself into his life in a way. And Paige was like, if we break up, like you'll never see me again. I have no business with you. And it's always the ones who are like, it's like, why are you lingering? Like, why do you still need this man's attention? You've already it's already been clarified that you and this man don't work. So what's the business here? Like, are you really that good of friends? Is there really a straight man out there that gets so much out of a friendship with a straight (laughs) woman? No, it's interesting. I think that I think that if you're not mature enough to do this or if it's just you're not able to do this, I've seen people around former relationships where they want to claim ownership over that person, even if they don't have feelings for that person anymore. Just seeing someone else, quote unquote, like be theirs, it freaks them out. And um, that's always so weird to me. Well, that's all I have to say. I'm watching, I'm like on season four of um, Southern Charms still some of the best television you know season four keeps delivering Catherine dennis is back from rehab and you're watching the cracks start to begin with craig and naomi and it's really interesting because craig is gardening he is sewing and everyone's on his ass about being a lawyer and naomi is like crying to him about like wanting him like like what where is he going to be in his life and it's like, okay, two things. He's clearly not mature. Like he's a lied about taking the bar. Like he's clearly dishonest about this like part of his life. But two, he also has interests. Like he's an interested person. He's not like on his ass smoking weed, like playing video games. I mean, he probably is like when the cameras are off. But I was kind of like, it's so interesting. Like this is all socialized weird stuff. If I was dating someone and someone was like, what do they do? And I was like, oh, they're really into like sewing and gardening. <laughs> I would feel no like weirdness if they were like, really? Because I would say that's weird. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Devin, you would kind of be like, wait, so, but that's it. He just gardens. (laughs) No, but, um, um, I, I thought it was so telling when Craig was talking in some interview about Paige and he was like, she's my biggest fan. That's all I've ever wanted. Okay. What about she's beautiful. She's smart. Listen, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think anyone's good in this situation besides Paige. Paige. Okay, a last thing I'll say about Naomi, and I say this as a huge fan of plastic surgery. And no, who I agree with what you're about to say. Looks into it all the time. I would love to, like, my, my dream is that they make a pill for boobs. Like, I don't want to get silicone put in my body, but I, like, 
my dream is like like a pain free surgical free way of getting like a full B cup. And Devin, we we all know how I feel about Devin's nose job that it like her doctor the best opened up doors for her. Open open up doors for both of us. You think I'd have this podcast if I had that <laughs> so huge true. huge nose I was born with? I don't think so. That being said, when you meet Naomi, she's perfect. She's the most beautiful girl you ever did see. And then I skipped ahead a few seasons, saw that she just got some stuff done. And it made me sad. That's all. It like basicifies you. She looks like everyone else. She looks like everyone. Exactly. And I was like, she seems happy. So who cares what we think? But it was very interesting. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the most recent episode of The Bachelorettes. That's right. It's time for Fantasy Suites. Who's fucking? I want true romance. Hacks is back for season three. And so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men how this beguiling woman in her 50s she looked like a million bucks with zero qualifications she had a harvard plaque tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents she's got all of these maseratis and bentley's all in the driveway is it like a mansion yes it's a mansion that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and we're back with true romance we watched our favorite television program um until uh real housewives of potomac comes back which it will soon and i can't wait to get into that 
because Chris looks like he's flirting with other ladies on the cast. <gasps> what? Wait, white Chris? Yes. Oh my god. I know. Wait, I cannot wait to see that. I'm I'm so behind for not having seen that yet. Regardless, right now we're on Bachelorette and it I am just so repulsed by most of these men. I think they're so disgusting. I'm so tired of them. We really have um a moment. So this is when the guys are sort of talking to the girls about fantasy suites. And this is one of the few episodes where Rachel looks like she's having a better time. I completely agree. Rachel has her tits out. She looks fucking bomb. She goes out with Avon. What did it say that she insinuated that he had a huge dick? She said oh. something like, oh, she goes, Avon is the total package. And then she kind of like giggles. Oh, no, I think she was like, and I mean, total package. And we're like, OK, so we are aware that he has a penis like <laughs> and I mean, he has. A and I mean, I saw his penis. The fantasy suite episodes like everything becomes sexual innuendo where they're like, and doors, they're going to be opening and windows. They're going to be closing. And you're like, OK, so is that oral sex? Um. <laughs> the funny thing, too, is that I feel like if this were another if this were reality, we would be like these people are in a cult and their leader writes them letters inviting them to have sex with each other on camera. To picture because, that man, the host, like writing those little <laughs> Sharpie letters is so disturbing where he's it's like, so Tonight gross. is going to be the one and only night that you will remember. And I love Gabby being like, and it is like being physical with people is like important. Like, are we going to like <laughs> run around naked and chase each other? And you see Rachel kind of be like, okay, let's tone it down. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Rachel's like, I've only ever tried missionary and anal once and it doesn't even count. <laughs> yeah. So she goes out with Avon. He's so cute. And he just seems so genuinely nice. Do they connect on anything? No, but that's on the point of the show. But he is like. He is, though, I will say, like, she seems really herself around him. But, yeah, you're right. There was no, like, deep convo happening. She just seems really into him, and he seems really into her. He is very sweet. He's so sweet, and his parents are really sweet. Even though when she met his parents, his dad was like, okay, well, tell me why you like my son. And she goes, there's literally no words. <laughs> and I'm like, there's got to be. That's exactly there's gotta what he be asked for. There's got to be at least for. one. That's what he asked for. And also when his mom spoke, I was on my computer typing away. I look up and because I thought it was Rachel, his mom has the exact same voice as Rachel. And I think that's a part of the attraction. That makes sense. We're all animals. We're all animals. Just trying to go home. You know, it is like sometimes you think, are we human? And then other times you think, or are we dancers? Like the killers would say. We know. We know. We know what you we know. You listened to that song recently. <laughs> Um, okay so gabby goes out with eric and i this was actually triggering to me this was triggering i have dated the person who says you got this you got this as a way of support there has never been a less supportive phrase uttered than (laughs) you got you got this just do it yeah just do it like she's really nervous and doesn't want to jump off the thing and jump on this high dive into like a into Some a lagoon water. like they just jumped off the lower dive like just a supportive person would have been like let's just go eat lunch now like we already jumped in it's fine but he was like come on you got this come on like let's do it let's do it and she's like freaking out and i could tell she actually felt unsafe with him because she was like getting like crossing her arms and getting like less comfortable but then she's like 
he's being so supportive, which basically, as I relate very much to this feeling, she just means like he's not walking away from me right now when I'm showing one moment of weakness. Therefore, he's supportive. Like, it was just so hard for me to watch her be like, he's so amazing. I felt when it's like, no, he's not. What has he done? He hasn't said or done anything that has to do with him being like a good partner or even caring that much about her. He literally said, I love Gabby because she's someone I'm obsessed with. Like, no adjectives are used. Nothing. It, I, he, he's hot, but he has secrets and he's withdrawn. I don't even think he's hot. Oh, I do. But, but the, listen, he's become my less and less attractive to me. Is like withdrawn personality. And I've always gone after those types. And they've always like wrecked me emotionally because they're people who are just not available in some area of their life. And I, from day one, when we were still in the mansion, saw this person, I was like, he's not fully there on their date. And I watched her be like completely enamored with him. And I was like, oh, because she has abandonment issues. So she's attracted. You can't even commit to one hairstyle. It's like half mullet, half like hockey bro flow. That's true, too. He's also just very weird, like super outgoing in some moments and then super like withdrawn in others. So obviously she's like obsessed with him. They like make out all the time. She gets make out face. And it's so funny watching (laughs) them like she gets such hardcore make out face. I can't stop thinking about it ever since you've said that. And it's so funny because I also love this quote unquote fantasy suite like process because it's exactly how I feel when I've slept with someone I like. Like, I'm like, I can now see that I am falling in love with this person. I know, I I know. I do see myself (laughs) being with them forever. And this could be my person. Without being able to remember even their first name. Like, I'm like, yeah, this is me, like, having, like, decent sex with, like, one human man who I'm, like, having, like, like, find attractive and, like, nice. I'm like, this could be something that I could wake up to for the rest (laughs) of my life. I have actually genuinely thought that way about someone who I I then shortly thereafter was like, wait, what was his first name again? Like, (laughs) because I couldn't remember which date it was. And it's like, I know exactly what you mean, where you're like. My life is starting to make a lot of sense. Like, I see I'm gonna, what's happening. Okay, so we're going to live in this neighborhood where you currently live. So I'm going to move in here. So um, I hooked up with this do guy you have in college parents? once. <laughs> and we hooked up for like years on and off. Like we were just like one of those people you see at a party and you like end up going home with. And when I first hooked up with him, I had such a big crush on him. And it was totally that like I met someone and things are going pretty well. <laughs> He's a little shy, meaning like he doesn't like me. And it's so funny because I saw him. He's like dating this like huge influencer who I follow, who I was like looking at her account because she kind of has the same haircut as me. And I was Emrata. like, oh. I was looking at her account because I was like, we kind of look alike. And no, she has like the curly hair that I do. And I wanted to see. I was like, oh, what does she do with her hair? And then I saw a picture of him. It literally took my breath away. I was like, ah. no 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 and it's so wild that you can look back on people that you were obsessed with and have that like oh yes in the light of day in the light of day um but yes gabby's obsessed with eric they say goodbye to each other after their night in the fantasy suite like he's leaving for war which i also identify with (laughs) he's like i'll be two hotel rooms down now for the next 24 hours so this was the trigger for me. First of all, Gabby goes on another date with that guy, Johnny, who looks like such a dummy. And it, he literally quotes as good as it gets to her. He's like, I've said this before, but like, you make me want to be a better man. Question mark. 
<laughs> I'm like, dude, where do you, you you think that like we were all born yesterday? We're familiar this with the movie. I actually just came up with this, but and it, I know it sounds crazy, but when you meet the person you want to spend the rest of your life with, you want you the want rest the of your life, life to actually start right now. Oh my god, that's what's crazy. I can't even get over how good that writing is. Oh, makes me want to die. It's not that good. It. What are you talking about? Get out of no, my you're right. Zoom. No, no, box. no, no. It's it's good. I'm just saying, like. Listen, some a lot of people just thought of something for the first time. Okay, okay, well, Johnny didn't think of the line from Jack Nicholson and As Good As It Gets, but Gabby goes on a date with him. She's just giving these men so much more credit than they deserve. And I know he is literally like, I mean, like, you're awesome. And you're like one of the bad, most badass chicks I've ever met. I just like can't like give you something that like this is I'm not even exaggerating. This is what he sounds this like. This is word for word. He's like, I can't even like give you something that like I'm like not a when I'm not there yet, you know, and while she walks away, he's like, there goes my girl. And uh. she's like, stop. Ha ha. And then she's like, <laughs> hard, like leaving. And like, he will always have a piece of me. And I was like, Gabby, really? No, he That's won't. What, OK, I couldn't stand this whole charade because, first of all, it's like. If I was in that position, I'm like, all right, one of these guys is obviously who I don't like as much as the other two. And I wish they would just leave. And that's basically what Johnny is doing is being like, I probably should just leave. And she's like, I need to think about this. She goes for a walk to nowhere. She just like walks back and forth in the background. It's like a sim like doing just like an aimless nothing (laughs) while the other sim sits there. I'm like, what's going on? It's like dramatic music. And then she comes back to be like, okay, I need you to like tell me like, how do you feel right now? And he's like, I mean, life with you would be insane, but I just can't commit to an engagement. And she's like, it's just so hard. And I'm like, okay, no, he's just doing what he's supposed to do. Like, just be like, okay, thank you so much. Like, that's great. Thanks. Bye. And it's this weird dramatic thing. But I do like that. It gave us a journaling shot. One of my favorite things in the Bachelor Bachelorette franchises is a journaling shot where like they go home and they like look around and then write in their notebook. So she goes home, she's in full hair and makeup and like a brand new dress that's like an evening like attire. And she like takes out a composition book and she's like voice over a wall, like jotting little notes down. And then we get a horror movie moment. We do get a horror movie moment. It's very much the first scream. She gets a knock on the door, an anonymous note that says, I need to see you. I'll be waiting on the bridge. No. (laughs) It's like, no. like, yeah, get out, you know. And she's like, ooh, let me touch up my mascara. I'm like, how about call fucking ABC security? I want true Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. 
because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts So she goes to the bridge and sees Eric and he is doing like, mm, like moany guy face. At first he's like, I just wanted to see you. Baloney. Also, I was so disappointed. I thought it was going to be like someone from, I thought it was going to be this Clayton that we've heard so much about. Like I thought it was going to be a new excited or the guy Rambo's dad. Rambo's the fucking, dog. <laughs> the, the dog, dog Rambo. The dog Rambo <laughs> is caved in skull. I thought it was going to be someone exciting, <laughs> but it was, fucking eric again i was like ah it's eric and at first he says he's just there to say hi but then he says i'm also here because this is what i thought was really cool and i started really liking her even more he says like i'm actually here because i just like i can't stop thinking about like you being with like another guy like really messes me up and she immediately pulls away and he's like i just have to be honest and she's like well in the sake of being honest we had this conversation off camera. I know, and but I couldn't like, you also see the trauma in that moment where she's like, where you suddenly feel unsafe with someone and then like you start immediately start crying because you're like, wait, 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 are you not who I thought you were? Like, that's what I sensed from her. So what I got, I think when they hooked up, they're obviously like going to pick each other. I think that he was like, you have to like pick me and that she was like, okay, I will. Or something to that effect. Because then she says like in her talking head, she's like, don't you trust what we have? Because to me, it felt like, yeah, it's clear that she's going to pick you. Like, why can't you just like let her play out the rest of the game? Why are you not trusting her and like checking in on her? That's a weird feeling, especially when like, and why are you doing it on camera like this when you know that you've already had this discussion? I agree. That being said, that you were there. being said, <laughs> I was in the room when they had sex. And I will say that. No, um, conversation went a little differently. <laughs> oh, you think you know everything about the situation. Well, 
<laughs> Let me take you back to a day in September 2021. I'm just getting off my little boat, propeller boat, pulling up to Fantasy Suites Island. <laughs> I said, no, no. sure, I'm available for a PA gig. What could go wrong? Oh, you might think, what could possibly go wrong? Well, everything. No, I'm kidding. I have monkey pox now from Logan. So, Yeah. Well, Things are going to change in my life for like, a long Logan time. Logan got monkeypox. He can no longer be in the fantasy suite. By the way, they still never will explain what happened to Logan. <laughs> they just I, kicked just him off for having COVID. Makes no sense. Like at every single one of those people probably had COVID at one point during filming, <laughs> and they're all still there. Like I don't understand. So here's what I'll say. I agree. Like let her play out the rest of the game. I also think if I was in that position, I would be like, I'm leaving if you go on the other date. Like. I don't think I could do a it. A lot of people do it. Um, I, I, but that's the thing. I'm also like, I don't think I could do this sh- fucking show. And I feel like. That's true. <laughs> Even though you applied. And you know what? I don't think I could do it. That's what I said when I didn't get a call back. I was like, well, I don't think I could even stomach it. So that is why <laughs> I withdraw my application after a year of not hearing back. Heretofore, in this moment, <laughs> Bachelor producers, if you're listening, I would like to withdraw my name from consideration listen i often feel like this i often feel like this i think okay people want to be so and if present company not excluded people want to be so doom and gloom like what's wrong with society what's wrong with people i don't feel that way because i watch reality tv and i say people are beautiful and (laughs) they are the source of all good in this world and the source of all humor is idiots who are willing to go on tv that's true that's true. That's true. So we don't know what's going to happen between Gabby and um, Eric, but we do know that Gabby and Nameless date from New Orleans. Wait, we didn't even talk about Tino. I mean, okay, Tino is, as you <laughs> put it in our doc, Tino is Johnny Bravo, which I couldn't believe but that Carol, we hadn't But please gotten. admit it. Please admit that he's not attractive. He absolutely is. I would have sex with him oh right now. Oh, my God. The, the harsh cut from, like, the date of Rachel... And Avon, I think it was. Yeah. The harsh cut from that to just Tino sitting in bed shirtless, staring. Like, I was like, okay, he's dead behind the eyes, but he's still attractive. Um, They don't cancel each other out. (laughs) (laughs) I know. But listen, it's just not for me. And he talks so cartoony. And also, like, she kept being like, oh, we're riding horses. He kept being like, I haven't ridden a horse in two years. Just so you know, it's like. (laughs) Okay, if you actually rode a horse two years ago, you're more experienced than 99.7% of the population, first of all. So, like, you don't have to justify it. And you've never ridden a horse. So just say that. Like, he's like, been two years total. It's been 24 months since I was in the saddle. So might be a little sloppy. He did have, like, such a good answer, though, when she's talking about his parents. He was like, they'll just have to get on board. Well, he just wants to push every car. He's like, I know I I really don't want her to talk about this right now. It's like, this is your last one on one date. What else is she going to talk about? Like, he's like, can we just talk about it later? Like, what do you want? Like, you guys aren't allowed to watch TV. Like, what would you talk about? I'm just praying. I mean, because she is going to choose him. She told him she loved him. She's definitely going to choose him. I love how they think they're pulling one over on us and we're like, we know what's happening. Like, you're both going to choose these assholes and then you're going to be sad and then you're going to end up like Becca and being proposing to a man as if that's a political statement when obviously it's just like total fear. I'm with Devin on this one. (laughs) The best, though, is 
the guy that um Gabby, the other guy, who's the guy from New Orleans? The most boring guy <laughs> Jason. in America. I know they Jason. showed him like sitting alone in his hotel. We're like, Jason, you have no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> but Jason, honestly, it's like they pulled a guy from a basketball game and were like, hey, do you want to be on The Bachelorette? Because when he's talking about proposing, he's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not ready to do that. As if it never came up. He's like, wait, oh, and he's like, are you in love with Gabby? And he's like, uh, yeah, no, I'm not there yet. (laughs) Okay. Okay. This is my other question. Like when you take these people, I know it's like people go to jail, people go to mental institutions, but it's like a lot of those times those people are interesting and people who are on the bachelor and bachelorette are not so they're sitting in a room with four walls and they don't have a curious thought in their mind so what do they do do you think is what i'm saying like do they just stare at the wall (laughs) do they count the amount of specks of dust in the room like what the fuck are these people doing they don't have phones they don't have internet they don't have little dog videos or voicemails to listen to like carolina does my friend worked on the bachelorette as a pa and she was talking to me about how much alcohol they went through and said that she would get an allowance of like three thousand dollars to go get contestants alcohol so she would come back two days later they would be like we need more alcohol like these everyone would just drink it and drink 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 because there was nothing to do i would do that too i would like get into uh smoking cigarettes again i would start heroin at that point (laughs) i would i would ruin my life there's just nothing else to do but um yes jason does seem to that Point getting dumber he seems to his his head looks a little lighter than it did last time i saw him on the cruise ship my experience on the bachelor would be akin to that scene in breaking bad where jesse's girlfriend like throws up it's like the the host guy that we can't remember his name comes in and i'm like choking on my own vomit overdosing on heroin and he makes a decision not to save <laughs> me because he thinks someone else should win over me and then later in life the bachelor finds out that he did that yeah and It'll never be the same after that. All right. God bless. I love you, Devin. Uh, I'm thinking about it. We'll catch you next time on True Romance. All I ever wanted was a little love. I want true romance. It's true. True. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.